You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Andy Barrar. Got a great show for you today. Later on, uh, we'll be uh, talking about Popcorn Time, a website people were using to actually watch first-run television shows and uh, movies, uh, for that matter. A lot of people call it the black Netflix or the pirated Netflix because uh-huh. it, it looked like Netflix. It felt like Netflix. You had unlimited content, but it was all basically copyrighted material that you were watching. So Yes. So we'll find out uh, what has happened uh, to that site. Uh, lots of interesting stuff in the news uh, this week, uh, Andy. Google has a new female uh, feature, a new female, a new feature for Gmail that will actually help you respond to your email. Um, it's it's funny, okay? The thing about Gmail, and I've always liked how Google has approached email. They got into the game really late. What was it like, two thousand four? Some somewhere in there. That yeah. Gmail first came on the scene. They've always been really innovative about email. We use it. Everybody uses email all the time. One of the coolest things that Gmail did was if you said attached, I've attached this document. And if you forgot to attach it, it would say, hey, you didn't attach anything. Did you, did you forget? And you're like, yes, actually I did. Outlook never did that. So No, because Outlook wasn't spying on your email. Yes. <laughs> and this is Google. This is the Google's way of looking at email. But now what they've done is now they're looking and like another thing they did was the calendar. So if you say, hey, let's meet at 8 p.m it would suddenly say, hey, do you want to make a calendar uh, event about this? Yeah. Cause Automatically. Because it's, it's looking at your email. Outlook doesn't do that, though. No. <laughs> exactly. Now what they're doing, they're taking it one step further, and now they're saying, we can actually respond to your emails in, a, in certain phrases like yes or no. So they're technically reading your email. Yes. But they're trying to but they, assist From you. what I've uh, been reading, they've got like 20,000 responses, mm-hmm. possible responses. Exactly. So it's not just yes and no. So, so basically, they're evolving this, this way of approaching email, yeah. of, of, of reminding you to do an attachment, making calendar events, and they're just turning this to the nth degree. And now they're like, we can respond to you, which is great. But you know what? My dream is that I can just dictate emails. I can sit there, kick my, my legs up, and say, dear Mike... Are we good for the and, – and it would dictate it, and, and it's getting there. Yeah. I, I met with uh, Microsoft recently, and they have Cortana, which is their voice system. Yeah. They're actually trying to do that. They said in the future we want people to be able to just talk to their computer, and it's like your personal assistant. It's dictating your emails for you. Yeah, but you can kind of do that now. Like uh, you know, with my iPhone, I yes. can uh, use the voice function to dictate texts and emails. Do you think people are taking advantage of it, though? No. I think because. No. I have to even remind myself a lot of times when I search that I don't actually have to type it. I can just talk to my phone now. Yes. It's a, it's, you have to change your behavior. Yeah, it, and it's, it's hard because it's not perfect yet. It's pretty darn good. I actually do a lot of text that way. Um, it's not perfect, but it, it can save you. Do you time. remember the early days? In the late 90s when, when dictation first came on the scene? Dragon dictation? Yes. Yes. And, and at the time, it's like, oh, my God, this is, this is going to be amazing. Yes. But it never worked. It, it never, never, it never, never worked. worked. And a lot of times the software, you had to train it for like forever to yes. your voice. Yes. And read all this stuff into the computer so that it could learn your voice. And if you had an accent, you're completely oh, you out done. of luck. You yeah. were done. And it never really worked. But look how far we've gotten to. Yeah. Like, and, and it's sad, I think, as a society, we don't take advantage of the voice capabilities we have. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, the bad experiences we had in the early days. But like Roku, a streaming or a streaming box, yes. you can now talk to your remote Apple TV. You can talk to your remote. This is the, the new future. You're talking to d- 
to technology. And it's, well, it's interesting. Speaking of Apple TV, I got my hands on the new one. That's right. The Apple TV fourth and generation. It's funny. I haven't even talked to you about this. So It's all kinds of awesome. Really? Yeah, it's so good. It's expensive, though. Is it worth it? Uh, yeah, it's near a couple hundred bucks. Um, do you know what? I I would think so. Uh, it, it can do so much. And, and what makes it different from previous versions of the Apple TV, and Apple TV is a little box you hook up into any computer, uh, and along with a, an internet connection, you can watch things like Netflix and stuff in your iTunes library. So if you've got music there or photos, you can check that out. So the new one uh, takes that a step further. It kind of makes it almost like... Uh, an iPhone or an iPad, you can download apps for it now, which you couldn't do before. And I think that's going to blow the lid off this this whole streaming box category because once Apple has gotten to that game, you know how good they are with their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it also has a new remote control. It's got like a little trackpad on top, which I thought at first, this is not going to work for me. Yeah. But after using it for two minutes, hooked. It, really? Oh, my God, yeah. So it's intuitive then? It's very intuitive. And uh, it has Siri, uh, the voice. Yes. Uh, command system built into it as well. So uh, it's at, at, at it's at its early stages. Uh, not all the apps have that functionality, but you know if you're looking for content, you could say, "Hey, can you show me all the dinosaur movies in the past five years?" It's smart enough to wow. know that, and it worked. It actually worked. Uh, Christina tried it at the office. Didn't work for her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's her voice or uh, the crappy movies she was trying to find. That must be it. it well, it what, what else? Siri's like, no. 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 <laughs> like, so, you don't want to watch that. So there's some cool apps out for it already. Like they have an Airbnb app for it. Mm-hmm. An Airbnb it is really... a, a service where you can find places to stay all over the world. Yeah. And it was beautiful and so intuitive. It just came up and it actually right away um, said, hey, here are some of the you know big cities that you might be traveling to. Like there was Toronto, New York. There was Whistler. And you just kind of click through it with remote and... You know, you can do kind of like a leisurely search through it, yeah. or if you tie in your Airbnb account, you can really get in there. Wow! And, and so you can actually book, be like stuff. watching a TV show, and then after the show ends, you could book an oh my Airbnb. God, yeah. Oh my god! I got to go to New York. That was an amazing show I watched. So it, it's going to be interesting because there's all sorts of uh, game apps available for it already. Uh, some of the games that you already have paid for through your iTunes account for your iPad, uh, some of the mem- some of those are popping up automatically for you. Uh, so you can actually uh, purchase a uh, a game controller. You, there's like third-party Bluetooth game controllers you can purchase for it. So it's like it's a it's a streaming movie box. Yeah. It's a casual a, gaming casual box. gaming box, and it's almost like an iPad for your television. So it, it is Ro- Roku killer. Um, I think it could be. You know, Ro- Roku they've done a great job with their little streaming box. There's no question. And I think, you know, for a while they might have been the ones to beat. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Apple, their interfaces and their... And you know another just, thing about Apple? They're, like, beautiful. Is they can get developers on board right away. Oh, yeah, totally. They, there's 10,000 Apple Watch apps out there, yeah. right? And they just came onto the scene. But, like, again, they're Apple. They're big. They can get people on board. Yeah, because it all comes down to money. Yeah. People want to make money making apps, and they have a platform for that now. Exactly. And you know, some of these apps will actually work. Uh, you know, for the iPad. You know, you know what's funny is you use Apple TV, and I'm still like that that dark guy who's using a, a Raspberry <laughs> Pi, building my own streaming player. I know, but I built one too, and I love it. Yeah, but. But it's like I've, I've, I've always been that guy since I was like a teenager. So and am I. And I love that. I love that stuff. But I love when technology catches up to that. Exactly. Because, you know, that Raspberry Pi, it's, it's basically a little computer you can do anything with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I have made um, TV boxes out Streaming of Streaming boxes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love 
and those things are always cutting edge, bleeding edge. Yes. I love when regular technology can catch up to that. Exactly. And make it easy for everyone to use. It's kind of like when the music industry was was suffering and then Apple came out with a 99 cent iTunes. iTunes, yeah. And, and just revolutionized the music. And made music it easy and, for everyone, right? Exactly. So, so they took it. They took, when everybody else was like, oh my God, like what's going on? They're like, this is brilliant. And then they make a business model out of it. Yeah. So the new Apple TV, I, I give it a, a big thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're looking for a gift item for, uh, you know, that but, special But it someone, works if you're in the ecosystem, right? You don't even have to be in the ecosystem. Really? Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, even if you're an Android user, I would pop on board this thing in a second because it's got Netflix. Uh, all the big content providers will be making apps for that. But, but There's look CBC at the, look on it. Look at the Chromecast it. that we just reviewed the other day. Yes. Right? It's like, what, like under $75? Yeah, but who... You and I can figure that out. If I were to give one of those to my parents, a Chromecast, yeah. oh, God help me. Like, they would never figure it out. I think you're right. And they're yeah. smart, but yeah. they're just, there's too much stuff going on there for them to get that thing hooked up. And Apple TV, I, you know, once that thing's hooked up, it's easy. It, it's just, it works. Yeah. There's no monkeying around with it. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's just a, it, there's so many streaming boxes. It's still it's the most expensive one. Out and there. I know you know Google's been trying to get into that game for years now, yeah. and they just haven't really hit the nail on the head, so to speak. For the geeky people, yes, they have. But I, to your point, for the average to the mass to the masses to mass audience, they, yeah. they haven't made it foolproof that it's so easy that you know like our parents can just use it. Yeah, I, I agree on that one. So you know, I know we get this question all the time. Uh, should I buy a smart TV or a regular TV? You know what I, I – and I've always said this. You know, it's always good to get one of these streaming boxes. Yeah. Now more than ever with this new Apple TV, the fourth generation, this is it. This is the box you want to get, and that will make your TV super smart. Is it a cord cutter though? We're not totally there yet. You know, yeah. you're still going to get better value by going to like a Shaw or a Telus mm-hmm. or a Rogers yeah. to get all your channels. You know, for 50 bucks, uh, you get a whole bunch of channels. What you're going to find with these streaming boxes, all these all these channels are going to have subscriptions. Yeah. But at a certain point, like you can only spend ten bucks a month on so many channels, right? And pretty soon you're going to be up at like two hundred dollars exactly. to get all the channels you exactly. want. Exactly. Whereas like a Shaw, for example, has all that kind of bundled mm-hmm. already, and it's a much better value. So and 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 Shaw and companies like that, uh, they have Show Me, for example, which is uh, their streaming, online streaming service. service as well for. Yeah. I think nine bucks. So, so, so they're in there. Like they see where the future is, but yeah. they got their hands in both kind of. Yeah. Areas and so that's the nice thing about the Apple TV as well. You can download the Show Me app, and you can watch your your stuff there. So it's kind of cool. We're gonna have to take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about something called Popcorn Time. If you haven't heard of it, uh, you'll be interested to know what it was and what has happened to it. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected, Mike and Andy here in studio. Don't forget, we also Periscope our show. What does that mean? It's an app from Twitter. You can uh, download it free for Android and iPhones. Uh, you can also check us out on the web as well. Our handle is at Get Connected Now. If you search for that uh, through the Periscope app or through uh, your web browser, you'll actually see us live video streaming. And it's funny, we've been, we've been monitoring how many people watch us each week, and we're about 19, 20. Through the Periscope app, but then we have like usually 100 through the Yeah, and, and it doesn't tell you that no, right away. We only find that at the end of the show. Yeah. But uh, 19 to 20 live on the app. So we're, we trying, to, to we're crack, trying to increase that. We need to crack 20 today. Exactly. <laughs> Please help us. <laughs> and 
And this is probably uh, probably costing me like a hundred dollars in data right now because yes, it's going through my cell phone. But it's it's the new technology. See, we're hip and cool because we're using the latest technology too. Why do we use my cell phone all the time? Uh, I think we're going to use your data plan I, next. I've time. given you backup battery cases and packs. So. I don't care about that. I care about how much data I'm going through. Wow. I was trying to hook into the Wi-Fi here, and it never works. But you have a way better plan than me. You're just a better. I do negotiate. have a six gig plan. Exactly. Yes. So. We're going to talk about uh, Popcorn Time right now. Popcorn Time uh, is a website that's been around for a little while. Uh, everyone might not know about it, but it's essentially kind of a, uh, a bad Netflix. It's, uh, it's free, and if you can get it loaded up through your, uh, your computer, you were able to actually watch movies for free. Yes. And it's, uh, you know, when I saw it come out, I thought illegal. Yeah, but it was, it was almost like it felt like Netflix. It looked like you were just having the same experience on Netflix, except this, you're not paying. You're basically uh, watching copyrighted material for free. On the line right now, we've got uh, Simon Haupt. He's the senior media writer over at the Globe and Mail. Thanks for joining us today, Simon. Hey, my pleasure. So popcorn time, it, uh, it's done. No more popcorn. Well, you know, uh, with all of these things, whenever uh, you know, officials crack down or uh, uh, copyright holders crack down, you know, people say uh, such and such is done, but as you guys know, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's yet another round of whack-a-mole. Uh, it does seem that popcorn time, at least as it existed a few weeks ago, is done. There are attempts to revive it. Um, they seem at the moment kind of shaky, uh, but, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think anything is going to be done until you actually pull the plug on the Internet. Well, it's interesting. It, uh, it actually um, was up much longer than I thought it would be. It was uh, so disruptive. Yeah, right? it, it, it made it so easy. Like, anyone could load this up, and again, because it had, like, a Netflix-type interface, it was so easy to, to get into and, and work. But uh, why did it take so long for uh, the Motion Picture Association to to get their legal hands all over it? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, they need, to, they need to put together a trail. Basically, what happened this week, uh, uh, as you guys may know, um, uh, or as your listeners may not know, I should say, is on Tuesday, the Motion Picture Association of America, which also has uh, standing in Canada through, uh, you know, Canadian branches of Hollywood Studios, revealed that um, they had filed suit in the Federal Court of Canada against three people they allege were uh, key players in, in running Popcorn Time. And uh, people had wondered, because Popcorn Time had been down for a few weeks, I think uh, middle of October, um, and, and so there were rumors that the Hollywood studios had cracked down. But, you know, you need to put together a case. You need to prove that these three individuals, uh, at least allegedly, uh, are, are behind, uh, you know, behind the tech. Um, and, uh, I mean, the MPAA had acted internationally in the past. Uh, last year, or I should say earlier this year, they did, uh, um, they, they got an injunction that allowed them to get a, a blocking motion in the UK. And so uh, the, U, the five biggest uh, UK ISPs were forced to block access to popcorn time. And this is the sort of thing that they've been doing all around the world. It's just in, that in this case, they, they finally kind of uh, went, went for uh, the, the core of the service as opposed to just kind of blocking people's access to it. Uh, so it was interesting. There was that Canadian connection. There was three Canadians that uh, were uh, involved. I'm always fascinated by these 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 guys. I mean, hats off to them for creating a beautiful interface and making that all work. But they must know that it's only a matter of time before 
they're done. But it, Mike, it was so innovative. Like, think about it. What popcorn time, the, the back end, basically, people know torrents. And that's what you would use to basically uh, download copyrighted material online. Yeah, but that's only geeks know how to use that, really. Uh, that's <laughs> true. But, but Simon, what I thought was brilliant about what Popcorn Dime is, it took torrents, which basically is finding files from a bunch of different people around the world and putting it together on your computer. But it made it so that it could stream those files. So as a distribution method, it's just brilliant. But it is very, very disruptive. And that's why it had to end because it was just too much for... Because it was illegal. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't too much. It was illegal. Yes, but it's a great, it's a great technology back end. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, the technology was, was brilliant, as you say. Uh, it's funny that, that one of you introduced it as uh, a bad Netflix, and I, I think that was perhaps tongue-in-cheek because, of course, it was – as some people, you know, people said it was a good Netflix, you know, bad in the sense that it was actually, as you say, illegal or certainly unauthorized uh, or allowed you access. The, the technology itself, of course – is neither legal nor legal. It's legal or illegal. It's what you do with that technology. Uh, and uh, in this case, the technology was built to uh, what was used primarily to find copyrighted material. It can also be used to find, uh, you know, uncopyrighted material that that people that uh, say content creators want to get out to the world. But of course, most of us don't really uh, want somebody's. Uh, uh, somebody's home movie, uh, and if we do, we can go to YouTube to find that. Well, into interesting uh, stuff, and uh, I appreciate uh, your thoughts on it, Simon. Where can people find out more information about you? Uh, well, yeah, certainly the stories are going to continue to come out. Uh, the Globe and Mail, uh, you know, we had a good report on it uh, back on Tuesday. Um, but uh, frankly, if you just, uh, you know, just just look for Popcorn Time, uh, uh, the story is going to continue. Great. That's uh, Simon Hopt. He's the uh, senior media writer over at the Globe and Mail. We're opening up the phone line, 604-280-9898. When we come back, we'll take your calls here on Get Connected. You're back with Get Connected and Mike and Andy here in studio today. What I want to do is uh, open up the phone lines. We're going to take your tech calls and questions, whether you uh, want some buying advice for gadgets, and this is the time of year to buy them, all uh, coming out and great prices. Uh, or if you've got some uh, tech issues, we can be your on-air tech support. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning anywhere else in North America, the toll-free number, 1-877-399-9898. I think what we'll do here is we'll jump to Charles first. Charles, you're on the line. Yes, good morning, Mr. Agrivol. Thank you ever so much for letting me contribute to the program. I, I have three questions to ask you, and I'll be, I'll be very brief because there are other callers waiting. Uh, now, the first question is, when on the Get Connected program on Czech Television, you were talking about this uh, Panasonic electric razor that one can buy. I think it provides really good good shaves because I'm thinking about buying another electric razor. And then the second question, I'm blind myself, and, and the Fitbit device that I hear so much about that can calculate how much, many calories a person burns off and 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 whatnot. I wonder if that has a, a, a speech synthesizer in it, it's so that enabling the blind person to it, it could tell the blind person how many calories they burn and what their heart rate is. Then the third question is: Are are you going to be producing any any more Get Connected uh, shows on on uh, Czech TV? So some great questions there. Uh, thanks for uh, calling in, Charles. Uh, you know, another channel you can actually catch us on as well uh, for the visually and hearing impaired is uh, AMI. Uh, which actually uh, broadcasts our show with uh, descriptive video uh, as well. Uh, so uh, you can actually uh, enjoy the program and, and get that extra value of, uh, of the voice describing some of the things that uh, we're talking about. 
Uh, we're trying to be as descriptive as possible during the segments because we're on that channel now, but uh, it catches all the stuff that uh, we don't. Uh, so the Fitbit, Andy, I have not tried the accessibility features on that particular device. For what I know, I don't even know if they have accessibility features. What he's really looking for, what Charles is looking for, is the ability to communicate with your activity monitor the same way you would do with your phone. Yes. And, uh, and, and to your point about AMI, AMI is actually accessible media. It's a, it's a network that's really, I think it's mandated by the CRTC. It is, yes. For, for people that are hearing impaired and, uh, or v- maybe a hard of impaired, hearing. Yeah. Visually impaired yeah. or hard of hearing. Yeah. And so we, we show a lot, our, our content actually, our TV show airs on that. Yes. And so what we're trying to do is more content to help people who are uh, visually impaired or, or maybe um, hard of hearing yeah. to use technology to do their day-to-day lives. Because like we were just talking in the, in the, in the front about uh, use, just talking to your phone with yes. that, rather than having to actually type buttons. And we have that technology and we're trying to use it more and more. It, uh, so I don't know about the Fitbit. We'll have to look into that, yeah. uh, Charles. Uh, I do know um, the Apple Watch, in conjunction with uh, an iPhone, um, does have those accessibility features. No, no question. Uh, you know, the Apple Watch does have the heart rate monitor. Uh, you know, things like that that the Fitbit uh, has. Uh, so that uh, would do it for you. Obviously, that's going to be a little bit more money. That's, yes, that's the trick. But if you're on the Android side, and I'm wearing this right now, the Moto 360, which is Motorola's smartwatch, yeah. it also has the ability to talk to it. Yeah. Using Google search. Yes. Um, and it does do activity. It tracks your, your motion. It does heart rate and also your steps. But I've never actually used it in that way. So I'm going to try this maybe after the show, try to talk to my watch to see how many steps have I taken to see if it actually can come out from that. And I'll let you know. And if it does work, we'll definitely cover that on our television show. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I actually did a, uh, a segment uh, with one of the hosts over at uh, AMI uh, a couple weeks ago. His name's Grant. Uh, and he's, uh, he's blind. Uh, it was on the new iPhone 6. And I was so amazed at how well he could use that because of the accessibility features built into the uh, uh, operating system. He was using it faster than I was. And it's funny because that feature exists, but not many people know about it. No. And it's great. It actually works really, really yeah, well. Yeah, because I've always wondered uh, if you can't see a touchscreen, like how are you going to find out you know, where all the things are? Yeah. Well, with the accessibility feature, the voiceover function on, uh, as you're going across the screen, it's actually reading out all the different apps. And then when you go into the apps, it'll read out the menus in the apps. And he was getting into you know, the menus and the apps faster than I could, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the voice is just going so fast on that iPhone, I, c- I couldn't even understand, but he's just so tuned in with that, he could just, like, get in there within, like, microseconds, so I was just totally blown away by, you know, his ability and just that uh, that functionality that uh, the iPhone 6S has, and, it's, yeah, and all the iPhones for that well, matter. Well, it's, it's amazing just how powerful the technology in our yeah. hand is, Yes, and I don't think for most people, like, you know, you might watch the occasional video but it's so powerful and there's so much you can do. And people that are visually impaired uh, really take a full advantage of the phone's features. Yeah, we're going to have to get Grant uh, from AMI over uh, here on the show and just yeah. talk about some of that kind of stuff. As far as the Razer, I did not do the Razer segment. Was that AJ? It was it? AJ. Ah, yes, yes. I he, don't know which Razer he did. Uh, yeah, I, I'll have to check in on that. AJ did a Razer, uh, electric Razer Panasonic review. Panasonic one, yeah. Yeah. And, we'll, uh, um, we'll check on that for you, uh, Charles, just to see uh, what he uh, thought of it. We're going to jump here to Scott. Hey, Scott. Um, hi, Mike. Um, I was uh, interested when you were talking about the new generation of the Apple TV. Yes. One thing, one thing that I was hoping for, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the app selection, I, I want to get um, a proxy server 
because like in iOS, I've got the Hulu Plus app and the, the BBC iPlayer with a, you know, an, with using a proxy app. Yeah. Um, do you know if uh, Apple TV is that? Uh, could be possible or is possible now? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. A uh, question. You know, with the new one, I don't know yet if that's going to be possible. I don't think they're going to make that easy <laughs> by yeah. any stretch. But, uh, yeah, so what you're doing, you want to access content from other locations, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to look into that. I have not seen anything yet with the, the new Apple TV that allow you to do that. Basically, the back end, that's a virtual private network where you are making your IP look like you're coming from the United States or from Britain. Yes. So that because they localize certain content based on the region that you live in. That's why, you know, a lot of people talk about getting US Netflix in Canada. That's the yeah. way you would do it. But through uh, the network functionality with the old Apple TVs, you could type in your own DNS. That's right. Right. Yes. So I imagine that would be similar on the Apple TV for the new one. I'm going to check that out. I'll tell you what. What? In a, in a week or two, I guarantee there'll be a YouTube video of somebody doing that. <laughs> I guarantee you. On the new- hey, Scott, uh, if you uh, call in again next week, uh, we'll have an answer for you on that. I'm, I'm betting there's probably a way, but uh, we'll uh, look into that. I, I'm uh, betting more. you're going to do it this weekend. I probably will. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to take more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. In a little bit, we'll uh, find out App of the Week with uh, Christina and uh, a few more calls. But first, awesome prize this week, Andy. You know, we give this prize away every around this time every year. It's um, Blurb. Now, if you never heard of Blurb, it's like an online self-publishing platform. So imagine, say you have recipes or you got a lot of photos on your or smartphone. Or a blog. Or a blog. Or a book you've written. And you want to make like a coffee book? You can actually go on here on a PC or a Mac and you go onto their webpage and you just upload the content there and format and make yourself a book and then order it and then it just comes mailed. They'll make a professional. They'll print out a professional book for you. Exactly. Or multiple copies. It could be wedding photos. It could be your grandkids. It could be or anything. the Mike Agarbo story for all my family. Well, yes. If you want to make a book that a lot of people won't read, you could do that too. <laughs> but we're also but it will look great. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to weigh uh, a fifty dollar gift card for Blurb, which is enough to get you a little tiny coffee book made yeah. on your own. It's going to be free. But we're also giving away an iPad with it. The oh our, my goodness. our partners over at Blurb uh, are going to give away this iPad and a fifty dollar credit on Blurb.ca. You got to check it out. Go to our website if you want the link. GetConnectedMedia.com. Uh, but also check out Blurb.ca. It's fantastic, fantastic service uh, for anyone making content out there. I know lots of bloggers that are punching up blogs on a daily, weekly basis. What a fantastic opportunity to take all that content and actually make a hardcover or softcover book out of that. And it's like I'm one of those guys who was like, oh, my to-do list is to like make a book. Yes. Now it's so easy. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's amazing. We're going to jump here to the phone lines again. We've uh, got uh, Michael. Hey, Michael. Thank you for taking my call. No worries. I've got a problem now with duplex printing. Uh Uh-oh. Suddenly, now, I have to reshuffle the papers so that, you know, page two gets behind page one and page four gets behind page three. An important feature of duplex printing, yes. Right. Instead, (laughs) now I'm getting, if I'm printing eight pages, I get page eight behind page one. Oh, okay. Page seven behind page... And and did it just start doing that? It started doing that, and I think it started after I upgraded to uh, Windows 10. I'm not sure. Interesting. And what uh, uh, model of printer, like what uh, printer Uh, you have? uh, Let me see. It's a Hewlett-Packard LaserJet 
3050. So this is interesting. Uh, duplex printing is uh, a function that some printers come with that allow uh, you to actually print on both sides of the paper automatically. So you don't have to physically go in there and switch it. So it prints and then it goes back in. Yeah. And then it prints on the other side. Yes. It's a great feature. So what's happening to Michael uh, is that it's just all wonky and not working. So typically you no, want... No, I think it's working. Just the, the wrong pages are The wrong out. way, yeah. So typically if you're printing out you know, a bunch of pages, you'd want page one and two on the same piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, so that's not happening. Uh, I have not run into that myself. No, Eddie. you know, the first thing I'm thinking of, if, especially if the, he just upgraded to Windows 10, yeah. check if you got the latest drivers. For yeah. that printer. Update the drivers, yes. I've never heard of this problem no. before. No, I would update, see if there's any updates for it. Uh, and if that doesn't work, I would then delete the printer driver from the operating system uh, and reinstall it and see if that does it. If, you know, the, if that doesn't work... Uh, I, have, I have the final solution. Google it. No, you can Google it yeah. or find HP. HP is actually a really social company. So if you can go on Twitter and find like HP support, you can actually just like tweet them yes. and say, hey, I'm having this weird problem. And somebody on their support team will usually get back to you. I've been using this feature a lot now. And it, it Yeah, HP is really good that way. Yeah. There's no question. So uh, make sure that you have the latest drivers. If that does not work, get rid of the printer off uh, the operating system there. Delete it and then reinstall it and see if that will uh, solve the issue. It sounds like his old drivers are working, but just not right. So you might need to update those drivers to to see if it's going to print the right way. We're going to jump here to Steve on the line. Hey, Steve. Oh, good morning. morning. Uh, I've got a question for Andy. Sure. I saw a video with you and AJ talking about the unlocked Moto G third gen. Yes. Um, uh, It sounded like a a good budget phone for my daughter. Um, but where can I get it for $200, which is what you said the price was? Well, so the way that the Motorola is working is the, the Motorola phones, like I'm a big fan of them. I think if you're looking for the best value yeah. of what you pay for and what you get from it, you hands down, the Moto G is probably the best phone on the market. The $200 model, what you can do is if you go to like um, online or you can check, it's always like last year's models. They always discount those. So you can go from anywhere $170 to maybe $220 and get last year's model unlocked, and you could use your, um, your own SIM onto it from whatever carrier you have, and you get a great value phone that's going to do it. And the best part is it's vanilla Android. It's just like the way that Android should be without the bloatware that a, a lot of the other manufacturers put on top of it. And that's why I love the Motorola. I actually use a Motorola phone myself, so. Uh, so basically, just search online. To, for some yeah, of the and, it's, and look for because there's this is the third gen. Uh, you have to look at maybe the last year's gen, um, but they're very very. How similar. much is the third gen? Maybe did we get the price wrong on there? Is that I, why well, he thinks it's two hundred? You know, it's hard. We we try not to mention price on the program a lot because um, it change. changes so much. Yeah. And so a lot of people are always like, "Why don't you guys mention price?" I'm like, it fluctuates. So we could say a price at one day and then it gets discounted. So, but it is a fantastic phone. It's the best value phone on the market. Hands down, in my opinion. When we come back from the break, we're going to hear App of the Week from Christina Stoyanova. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. We are back here on Get Connected. It's that time of the week, App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. Thanks for coming in the studio. Thanks for having me. Uh, Did you take your canoe down here today? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. what we, it's going to take today. Yeah, we're, uh, we broadcast our show out of Vancouver here, and uh, surprisingly, it's raining. Definitely raining. Yes. need an <laughs> arc later. Uh, what have you got for us? I have an app called Unroll.me. Unroll.me. Yes. And what does this thing do? 
Uh, it helps you deal with all the junk mail in your inbox. Love it. Yes. So if you use Gmail, you already have a leg up because you have the magical segregated email where it actually separates the important stuff from the junk mail and the social notifications. And that has actually worked quite well. It does work quite well, but nonetheless, that junk mail folder gets unruly. And so if you want to deal with that, then you can try this app. It started out as a website, actually. So what it does is it lets you um, go through your emails and select which ones to unsubscribe from right from the app, which is kind of cool because it does it Tinder style where you can like swipe left to trash things and it will automatically unsubscribe you from that list. Oh, okay. Um, And then if you want to keep it, you can. And then the third option is to uh, include it in a roll-up. And what the roll-up does is is that it aggregates those junk emails into one email every day that it sends to you based on when you want to see it. Say you want to see it in the morning, you'll get Ah. it at 7 a.m. And then you can scan through all of those, you know, awesome sales or whatever in one email and then get rid of it. That sounds cool. So does it work only with Gmail? No, it works with with other clients. It's just that's the example that I used. That is very, very cool. Uh, I get so much junk mail now, it it kills me. And we're supposed to be getting less junk mail. But somehow I still get all these these health ads. Well, part of the problem is you don't always remember where you've subscribed. And then you're shocked because they start sending you emails months after you did it and then you don't know why why you're getting them all of a sudden so this app will help you deal with that crazy and uh what uh, platforms is it available on just iphone for now but there like i said there is a web app so same same uh address unroll.me and you can deal with your email that way if you are on an android device very cool thanks yeah. uh for the app uh, cool contest this week. We're uh, giving away an iPad. Really? Yeah, and you can't win. Uh, it's part Darn. of uh, uh, our blurb package. Uh, if you are uh, into content, if you're doing blogging, you're a writer, uh, you have a lot of pictures, or maybe even want to make a, a book out of your Facebook uh, photos and, and posts, you can do that uh, through blurb.ca. So we're giving away an iPad courtesy of Blurb, and also a $50 uh, gift card from them as well so that you can get started uh, on uh, publishing. So it's really a fantastic site for anyone that is creating digital or online content to take that and bring it into the... uh, the real world, so to speak. You can make some awesome like coffee table books or soft cover books. Uh, I know you love writing, so that's something that would be right up your alley. You know what? I've actually thought about using Blurb, but I haven't gotten around to it because I have a plethora of recipes and people often ask me for them. Oh, this um, is your chance. It's a Christmas know, gift. Right? <laughs> That's all the time we have left today. I want to thank everyone that helps put the show together. Of course, Andy Barrar, my co-host and producer, Christina Stoyanova for uh, her app content and help on the show. Uh, Paul Gill back at work. Wes, uh, Sherry as well. And the control operators here, Amila, not to be confused with Amelia, and also Jamie. This is Mike, Andy, and Christina logging off. We'll see you again next week.